0: So, I think we've all probably have heard the parable in some way or another, talking about you know either babies or bodies that come floating down the stream, oh, and yeah. people jump in to try to save them. and um, even before I heard the end of that, the first time, very shortly after someone was saying, "And then another body and then another, and I'm going I'm sitting there, and I remember going, "Wait a minute." <laughs> we need to go watch, find out why
1: right yeah
0: and then the 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 moral comes up or the next part comes up and says but then someone said we need to go find out why and I had yeah. already come to that conclusion you know it's yeah. like okay you don't sit and wait for stuff like this and let it continue to happen fix it right, right. so um it's that kind of thing that drives me to mm-hmm. not accept that people are stuck in a situation that is not just, that is uh, not productive, uh, not fair, Mm -hmm. we change it. I don't necessarily like the word leader. I bucked against that for many, many years in the very beginning of this work. And finally, I just gave up on it because people are gonna use that word, right? Mm -hmm. Because I believe we need to do this together, Mm -hmm. right? So, When my children, I felt were being uh, discriminated against in the school system, uh, particularly around discipline, Mm -hmm. I was like, enough. Mm -hmm. And Elder Larry Carter was the chairperson of the uh, Youth Committee or Education Committee with the NAACP, Mm -hmm. and I have to give him the credit for getting with parents and saying, okay, I need you to write down, I need you to document for me things that have happened with your children in the school system so that we can present it to the school board to say, there's a problem because what was happening was the system was trying to isolate these as individual Mm -hmm. Mm incidents and not a collective of something's not right. And Mm -hmm. one particular teacher at the elementary school It was amazing once these stories start coming together to say, wow, you know, this is not a good person. Uh, Shortly after that, he was gone. But it was during that process that I understood there's a deeper level to what's going on. Working second shift, pretty much the whole time that my children were in the school system. Finally, a day shift job opened up. When they were like at the middle school and high school, but by that time there had been a lot of damage done already, mm-hmm. uh, especially with my son. so I was able to become more engaged in community, and about the time the issue with the children came along, I also when I had started I started working, it was because an African-American woman had been hired. I I work at Hubble Lighting, right? Right. Had been hired and she had not made it through her probationary period. And she felt it was because of race. So she complained to the NAACP. NAACP went to Hubble to say, you know, what's going on. And even though I had been applying there for four years, I had never gotten a call. And once they went in, I got a call and once i got into that plant and on second shift there were only two other african americans out of over probably 100 people Mm -hmm. and that was just on second shift and on first shift there were probably only about two or three also. and it was a kind of a hostile environment with some folks other folks wasn't an issue but there were a handful of people who did everything they could to try to get me upset or make me quit, get me fired before that probation. And one particular evening I was working on a, was assembly line with another older African-American woman. And the people on the line were trying to pal her up with stuff mm-hmm. and It was irritating me, so I'm like, okay, I know how to play this game. Mm -hmm. So in my position, I kicked it up a notch and started piling the people between Mm -hmm. us up. They like that either. And then finally, when I'd had enough, I kind of blew up that evening, and the supervisor got involved, and we ended up going to her office, and who was an African American supervisor who had been hired just a few weeks after I had been. And she told me during that meeting that she was gonna let me go because I didn't smile enough. Because at that Hubble, once they were called out, hired some African-Americans and this African-American supervisor had let a couple of other African-Americans go and it was, stupid reading uh stupid reasons like well didn't think they liked the job you know well one woman was working another another job almost two other jobs because one was part-time and then coming in there and working from 4 30 to 12 30 or 2 30 in the morning if we had to work overtime and because we didn't smile enough or she was letting us go because she didn't think I liked my job. Well, damn it, if I'm doing my job, what difference does it make if I smile or not? Mm -hmm. So it was that situation where I had had enough of Mm -hmm. this woman being mistreated that I said, no more. Mm -hmm. This is gonna stop. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it saved my job. (laughs) Understanding they weren't hiring African-Americans. When they were being hired, they were being mistreated. Uh, Children were not being treated fairly. It was just like okay, so Mm -hmm. I went to the NAACP and tried. At first, I tried to call and whatever, got no response. So finally, I went to a meeting one day, and the next thing you know, I am engaged in the process, speaking before the school board about doing studies to find out what's going on. Which you know, the the data was there, but they spent a lot of money getting folks to do a study to see what was actually going on and. I remember being at that meeting and I, this time I was still on second shift. So I would have to take vacation time to be at a school board meeting at night to make sure there was a presence. (laughs) So a couple of us went to the meeting and yeah, the data showed, yes, there's a disparity there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I remember people didn't like that. (laughs) So they challenged them to go back and. You know, relook at it this way. And look, did you do this? You know how the whole thing goes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I remember them coming back and giving their results. And it was a little bit softer this go round. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line was, <laughs> it was there. Mm-hmm. And it, to this day, it just irritates me that people who are supposed to be professionals mm-hmm. were coerced into telling a lie,
1: mm. That's all
0: it was. That, and especially with my children being mistreated and the other children in Montgomery County not being treated fairly, it was just like, okay. And I remember my daughter coming to me once she understood that when they came, she and her brother came to me with a situation that was going on, that if I felt it was wrong, I was gonna be doing something about it. Mm-hmm. And her coming to me and start, starting to tell me about her friend and this friend and that friend. And I remember I was cooking dinner and turning and looking at her and going, I can't take care of everybody's child. It's all I can do to take care of you and your brother. Well, God said, oh, let's see about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of a sudden, I ended up as the president of the NAACP, the first woman. And then the seat in my district for the school board came open. And this was only the second go round um, or cycle where it went from appointed to uh, elected. So that seat was coming open. Um, I had built a relationship with uh, Fred Morton, who was the superintendent Of Montgomery County at that time and when he came in just by chance his first school board meeting was one of the meetings that I came to because my daughter went from loving her social studies class to and being engaged and bringing in information and having my mother and her husband come in and speak Uh, when they were talking about civil rights and to a mean and bitter child because she was not going to tolerate people being called cheats and the N-word being used when they were talking about different periods in history. Mm -hmm. And she literally shut down. Mm -hmm. And she did become very angry. And the teacher was like, whatever. The principal was like, whatever. And I remember talking with the principal on the phone and telling him, if you don't do something about what's going on, I'm going to the school board office. And he was like, I don't care who you talk to. Well, he hated to see me walk in that building. If Mm -hmm. I walked in that building, he would go in his office and he would not come out. But through the work of NAACP at that time, uh, the president was Leo Smith and Fred Morton saying, okay, let's do something. And they created this diversity forum where folks could come in and talk about, you know, parents, uh, administrators, teachers, whoever could come in and let's talk about race relations in the school. And it did help. Uh, The principal at Christian High School, he and I became, I guess, sort of allies. And when there were things that were happening, because at that time there was a lot of racial tension, a lot of fights, um, some of them pretty bad. I can remember he would call me and say, okay, so this happened, you know, what should I do? What do you think? And I'm like, well, first thing you need to do is pick up the phone Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: call those African-American parents who were involved with this and have a conversation with them,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know? So all the the noise that's out there, mistruths or truths, you all are able to talk through that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that seemed to help some. Uh, and part of that happened because I would tell my children, look, it, you know, if you fight, you're going to get kicked out too. And mm-hmm. there, and other kids, the white kids knew that. And Mm -hmm. they would taunt the black kids Mm -hmm. so that they would fight, so that they would get put out because the black kids were getting put out and the white kids weren't necessarily being put out. Mm -hmm. Um, So and when you have all of a sudden a fight in the cafeteria and a fight over in this part of the school and a fight in that part of the school, and they all happen at the same time, you know, so I told superintendent, I said, that's a Mm game. I said, this stuff is being done deliberately and Mm -hmm. it's being coordinated. That's a game. Do something about it. Mm -hmm. And he finally understood that and recognized that. So things did get somewhat better, but um, some good relationships came out of those conversations in those early days. And then the seat came open for the school board. And quite frankly, some of those folks who had been very resistant to my concerns uh, as a parent, that was a different situation. Mm -hmm. I was a member of the school board. As I tell folks, We have to have seats at the table. We have to be where the conversation is happening. Mm -hmm. And we need to be in the positions to be able to help change what's happening. started asking God when my kids were um, in like the 10th, 11th grade. Okay, so what is it I'm supposed to do? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because we're supposed to leave this place better it was Mm -hmm. when we got here so what is it that you have for me to do and Mm -hmm. that's when those doors started opening Mm -hmm. Uh, the NAACP uh, I mean it literally on the main street in Christiansburg after having coffee with the former president that was the president that was getting ready to leave um, and we were trying to figure out who could fill that position and I'll never forget the exact spot where I was standing on that on the sidewalk as we were going to our car our cars and it just came out i'll do it it was like okay and to this day i still don't understand where that came from but it came from god saying okay Mm -hmm. and so that led to with the school board i had been engaged with my labor union at work some as a trustee and you know attending meetings And doing whatever I could do, you know, kind of behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. thing, which is where things kind of started with the NAAC, then realizing, okay, there's some stuff that's not going right here. Mm -hmm. These folks who are in these positions of leading this local, which the things that they do have an impact on, at that time, hundreds of people in that building was not right. They were kind of giving us up. Mm -hmm. so I said okay I stepped up ran for office to the executive board and you know two elections didn't make it because people were complacent and said oh didn't make it didn't make it I had to do this had to do that but I'm sure you won right I'm like no and because just like now with our (laughs) as we Uh, know people don't show up things crazy things can happen eventually I was um elected president of the local or administrative chief steward and then the president and all this work all just has come together it's all the same work the union work you know went to another level Uh, we hired our first uh, african-american female superintendent and at that point i became chair of the board um so things just kind of everything went to a higher level Mm -hmm. kind of at the same time. And I understood the real meaning of standing fast. Um, And sometimes it needs to be just understood. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: No, things are going to change. It's not going to be this way. And for those who think you're going to come in and disrupt us from moving forward, think again Mm -hmm. because i'm not going to stand for it Mm -hmm. and because i know god has put me in these positions Mm -hmm. and he doesn't put us in these positions and leave us so i just trust i walk on faith and i just trust when i take a stand because something's wrong then he's going to be there to help me uh, and guide me to help make that right to help bring in people because there are so many people in this community who have trusted and believed in uh, things that I'm saying and things that I'm trying to do. And that's why I don't think of it as a leader because there are so many people doing this work at the same time. And that's what impacts the change. You know, sometimes the, the idea or the vision. May come to me like the dialogue on race. You know, our mm-hmm. community group, um, which was formed from two NAAC, former NAACP presidents, who just felt something's missing. There's something else that needs to be happening in this community that the NAACP was not fulfilling or addressing or was outside of their mission. And we sat down and talked about it, and the community group came out of that a small group of people there was Mm -hmm. 10 of us and we pretty much kept that 10 people core started learning how we can impact through philanthropy Mm -hmm. and our new mountain climbers giving circle was formed and that's a whole nother story but being able to from going from a group a small group who was putting in grant proposals to the community foundation of the new river valley asking for seed money you know five hundred dollars to help us with you know figure out programming and things like that and, and that was in 2003 2004 2005 we got like a total of like fifteen hundred dollars over three years to in 2005 forming the new mountain climbers and in 2006 we were sitting at the table as a, as a grantor uh-huh. and uh, funding programs in the community uh-huh. by putting our funds together and being in contact to have those funds leveraged with the Ford Foundation. And now we have an endowed fund. Uh, we've put thousands of dollars back into the community. Uh, the Dialogue on Race is actually a committee out of the community group, which after the mascot change in Blacksburg mm-hmm. the hiring of the first African American superintendent and then the election of president obama and mm-hmm. seeing just how deeply seated racism mm-hmm. was in our community people mm-hmm. that you knew people that you worked with people that you know stood with you mm-hmm. and things were different with them mm-hmm. so we were like we need to talk about this nice. so That's where the dialogue came from, um, which has done some amazing things. As as Chief Wilson talked about, the ACE program coming directly out of the law enforcement group. Mm -hmm. Um, That has been just amazing, a game changer for so many students and their families and the future of this county because these students who may not or felt they didn't have the funds or even thought about getting a higher education will have mm-hmm. access to that. And I've told some of those students and everyone else, this is what happened when you sat down and start talking about race. Mm-hmm. This program that will be impacting this community and this country for generations mm-hmm. because we decided to talk about race and that mm-hmm. things were not right and when you start talking about how you correct it, removing barriers, um, that's where that came from. So, you know, sometimes yeah. with some of our focus groups, right, in the, with the dialogue, um, others move have done amazing things, others not so much, uh, and folks get kind of discouraged and go, "Yeah, but the group over here, and what are we going to do with this?" And I, I just, I'm like, "Well, don't worry about it. You know, if yeah. if." Everything stopped today, the work that has been done with the Education Committee, Mm -hmm. the Law Enforcement Committee, the employment uh, group with banning the box in the county, Mm -hmm. um, or the county uh, governing bodies, um, the Jim Crow white privilege, helping folks understand what Mm -hmm. white privilege is and how Jim Crow still impacts us and what it looks like in the 21st century. Right. Um, we've done amazing yes. work here, yes. so I, I don't get real discouraged that yeah. everything doesn't fall right in a row because yeah. things happen the way they're supposed to happen.